You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for Locked On Nationals podcast. It is 1045 Eastern time on April 30th, 2021. And on tonight's show, we discuss the Nationals' 2-1 to victory over the Marlins in 10 innings. Max Raymond of District on Deck joins me to discuss the awesome, awesome outing from John Wester, the bomb from Kyle Schwarber, the great performance of Yadiel Hernandez, and a whole lot more. Great show coming your way. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here tonight on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Joining me is Max Raymond from District On Deck. And Max, I feel like this is a Locked On Cubs podcast. John Lester with a strong start and Kyle Schwarber with a with a walk-off bomb. This is like the 2017-2016 uh, Locked On Cubs podcast, it feels like. No, but another, uh, you know, close victory. I believe the Nationals now on, on Friday night home games. They are 2-0. Both games they have won via Kyle Schwarber walk-off home run. Isn't that, isn't that something? Dude, I think one of the last times we uh, got together was his last walk-off. So that's a, that's a good timing. And, yeah, you're right. Lester was money, five shout-out innings. Kyle Schwarber is the new Mr. National. So if Ryan Zimmerman doesn't get his stuff together, he's going to have his nickname taken away from him, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, so I mean, tonight was one of those weird games where, you know, the the big story was returning John Lester, right? And they were going to get him in there and see how he looked. And uh, it was very John Lester. I mean, he was in control. Command was good. Five hits in the evening, two walks, 1K, you know, 70 pitches. They didn't want to stretch him too much. But he gave them a quality outing against an ailing lineup, uh, to put it very nicely. And then I was concerned because Pablo Lopez has been awesome so far this year and was really good again tonight, especially after that first inning uh, he settled in. I was concerned that 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 strong start with the Nationals in a precarious spot, but the pitching and not just Lester. I mean, the Nationals surrendered seven hits all night. The bullpen only gave up two during the four innings they, uh, or, you know, actually five innings they pitched because uh, they pitched an extra inning as well. The pitching tonight was the big story. It's been inconsistent at times, but tonight, strong all the way through. So I was worried because usually the Nats always do this. They get a bunch of runners on in the first, and if they don't take advantage, the the opposing starter pitcher calms down and dominates, and that's exactly what happened after the first inning. They had maybe one other – two other chances maybe, but like Pablo Lopez settled down, seven shutout innings. He looked just like he did last year. Dude, he is a very impressive guy. Right. Um. And the offense just went cold, but the bullpen, John Lester put the team on his back, hit his pitch count around, came up the bat in the fifth, they pulled him. And then the bullpen, the guys that haven't pitched in a bit, Tanner Rainey, I was a little worried about him because he's been a, wor- a week. And no one knew what Tanner Rainey was going to show up. Right. Basically, the good Tanner Rainey showed up today. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a little bailed out on that really nice play by Josh Bell on first base. And luckily the challenge went on our, went our way which I'm a little surprised the challenge went our way after last few times, these big baseball plays that are clearly uh, right. other games. Right, right, right. Clearly overturn them. They don't. So I'm, I'm happy that we got the benefit of the doubt for this one. Um, Daniel Hudson was good. I don't blame 
hand for giving up that run in the I mean, you can't blame him. It's a 10th. And then you have runner in second. It was the second inning in a row. He did very well. And Kyle Finnegan, I believe, pitched. Um, Sam yep. Clay came, got him out of that jam. He looked really good. So, yeah, the bullpen, knock on wood real quick, but they right. have been very impressive all year long. And this is what we need. When our starters aren't – in the past, if our starters struggle, we lose. But with our starters struggling, our bullpen has been able to bail them out. Tonight was just another – even though our starter didn't struggle, but because he didn't go as far as he would have in the past due to his first start of the season, our bullpen was able to show up and lead the way. Yeah, it was it was huge to have those guys come in and when they knew they had to, and they were well-rested, that was a key. You know, we talked about it too. Dave Martinez had mentioned, hey, I'm worried about the bullpen long-term. We're spending them too much early in the season. Well, luckily for them, I know, I know Scherzer didn't give them a great start, but he gave them enough. The other night, uh, you know, some kind of some unfortunate circumstances. And, you know, they got enough. Uh, Eric Fetty gave him a really good outing, too. And with those two off days sandwiching that two-game series in Toronto, everybody was pretty well rested. And, look, that one run they gave up to, that was a good pitch in that jammed – forgot who hit it, you know, to flare the ball out. But, like, it was a good pitch inside flare, you know, a little flare, and it was just unlucky. Um, I, I love the way they came out and pitched. Yeah, those guys – all look sharp. You kind of turn your attention. Look, the lineup was not good tonight, but it was good enough in the end when it mattered. And I will say this, the two guys that continue to impress over and over and over and over again are Josh Harrison and Yadiel Hernandez, mm-hmm. right? Josh Harrison, man. I mean, we talk about this guy as an acquisition last year, right? Picked him up middle of the season, brought him back. to love his energy. He's been shot out of a can this year, and Yadiel Hernandez, too, a guy they've had to have in the lineup. I mean, it was weird, I think, when a lot of fans saw him at the front of the lineup right last week or whenever it was when they started putting him in the front of the lineup. And I said, hmm, what's going on here? He's been great ever since. Another really good night from Yadiel Hernandez tonight. He goes three for four in this game. And one conversation piece I want to mention for because the Schwarber home run is what do they do when Juan Soto comes back? Because we know Andrew Stevenson's a younger guy that they do like a lot. But with the way Yadiel has been performing lately, you have to think that Yadiel is, needs more, he's going to have to get more ABs. For a lineup that on the whole has not been great so far, this is another guy who's bringing you a really strong dimension. Uh, they've got to keep getting him at bats. You've got to find ways to get him in the lineup. Do you, do you agree? I mean, I agree. He, he showed it. As you said, he went through four. He's hitting 400 on the season. Granted, it's a small sample size because he hasn't been getting in the lineup as much. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I believe he only has 21 at-bats. And then uh, from the – so 25 at-bats if you count the four tonight. That's a super small sample size. But, yeah, he always done is hit the ball. And he reminds me of Andrew Stevenson in the past. Super small sample size. All he does is hit the right. ball. Stevenson has stumbled a little bit. That's it. Just happens. Um, there's a few guys you could you could take Stevenson out and make him the fourth outfielder. You could roll with five outfielders and and just make him the number one bat off the bench because right always, we need pinch hitters, right? You always right. need that besides Zimmerman. You need to have another reliable pinch hitter that you put up there and say the tenth or whatever inning it is, and you're like, all right. I, I know for a fact these guys can get on base, and he's one of them. Like, you put him up there, there's a few dudes you could uh, take down, and depending on 
like different bench guys you could swap out. Like I won't say one of the infielders just because while that would make sense because his bat is better than most of the infield bench bats, but he can't play the infield and you're going to need one of them. Just right. Cody rate. So I guess Stevenson makes the most sense, which sucks because he is our fastest guy off the bench, which you also need when situations like say, if you don't want to uh, Schwarber running or if you want the pitcher running. So it, it sucks because I agree with you. They're going to have to make a very tough decision. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say Stevenson. I hope it's not. I hope they find someone else to pull, but I would say Jordy Mercer, maybe. Right. Like, I was thinking that also it's got, it's cause here's the thing is, I mean, once Juan's activated again, you're going to have to make a choice between Andrew Stevenson, who that definitely is not. I, I mean, I don't see them doing that because of his speed, Hernan Perez or Jordy Mercer. And I, I think they like, I think Perez gives him a bit more versatility. I think it just maybe marginally, but either Perez, it's either going to be Perez or, or Mercer, right? I mean, who else would it be unless you send one of the bullpen guys back down? Um, and I don't think they do that because I, at this point in time, it's not like Perez and Mercer are getting the reps enough to justify, I mean, even collectively, you know, to keeping both those guys up, right? I don't think that there were at a point where both those guys need to be on the active roster. I mean, I agree with you, but for once, this is a good problem to have. It's a good I mean, problem to have. It's yeah. a very good We're problem to have. We're not used to having this type of problem. Right. It's a good problem to have, and I trust Dave Martinez and Rizzo to figure it out, mm-hmm. but we'll see. The problem with pulling Mercer or her Perez is they're both infielders, and unless Yadier Hernandez can play infield without anyone knowing about it, that's going to that's gonna hurt us defensively. Granted, we don't right. have the best defense, but so you need to be as good as possible, seeing how we already have some struggles out there. Right. The, the thing for me is to like Yadiel be scoring more if the guys behind him could drive him in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, I mean, he he's putting himself in run scoring situations. You know, you kind of mentioned is is scoring. And look, I know it's a small sample size, but even if you're just gonna ride the lightning for right now, right? Just just ride the run that he's on right now. Two for four in the game uh, this past Saturday, two for two on uh, Sunday with two walks, two for five against Toronto on Tuesday, and three for four tonight. So that's what, nine hits in his last four games? So you're at a point now, you know, we're we're just talking about it, and, you know, it's what, nine for his last 15 or 16? So, you know, I'm not saying it's a long-term move you have to make, but, I mean, at this point in time, this guy either – like either you ride it out and see how long you can keep him in the lineup and he him just be that this productive or, you know, and you shoehorn somebody else out or what you do is in my opinion is make him your number one bench bat. So make him your, or make him your left-handed bench bat, right? Make him your left-handed guy. You put in the spot where you need him. Your number one bench bat, not named Ryan Zip. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so, I, so in yeah. a spot where actually mm-hmm. good, good point. I mean, Ryan's hitting everybody this year, which is, which is great to see, but if you're telling me we're in a spot, hey, we've got a righty out there and you can save Zerman for a spot later in the game, you know, let's say it's sixth inning, right? Yeah. Right-handed pitcher on the mound. Yeah, roll with Yadiel Hernandez. If you can, if that means that you can bring a Ryan Zerman into the game in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, right? Save that bat for down the line. Definitely. I'm definitely pulling the string on a Yadiel. I have two questions for you. Yeah, one. Yadio Hernandez is a small sample size, and we yes. no one knows if he can say this. No. 
if he keeps this up and someone else continues to struggle, do you bench or do you demote? There's two, there's two guys. There's one guy who bought himself some time tonight with a home run. There's another I'm guy who's hitting – there's another guy who's hitting nine. Yeah, so um, – Robles, that's who I'm getting at. Right. So the question there is, is, is yeah, it's, it's a great question because – I mean, if you think about Yachty out the bottom of the lineup, turn the line, and I will say this: what I loved about about their Wednesday win, Max. And I want to know if you if you felt the same way too. I love the way that Victor at times turned the lineup over. Yes. Like there there are multiple times in the game where I believe both he and Trey were on base. So the fact that he was able to now. I think Yadiel in that nine spot would definitely be a guy who could turn the lineup over. Oh, you He's just not the defensive player. Spot? He's not the defensive player. So that brings up my second question. Would you ever let him lead off? Mm. Yeah. It's, he, he's I, been... it's, 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 it's really interesting because, because he, here's my thought process. So while we say it's a small sample size, yes, but what you have to take – so with that, what you have to, to, to go with is – but it's happening right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it, he's really good right now. So I don't know if he can sustain it, but all I know is – Right now, as he's playing, he's playing with a ton of confidence. He's producing, and he's putting himself in a position to score. So maybe you're right. I, I mean, it, it's got to, you know, if, if Juan comes back and you want to keep Yadiel in the lineup, it's either nine or one. That's where you put him at, right? Because of just the clip at which he's hitting at this point, it makes sense to put him in one of those positions where he's going to be on base more. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting, best-for-you protein bar in the game today, we've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time. If you have not tried it yet, what in the hell are you waiting for? Built Bar is the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate. Remember this promo code. It is LOCKED15. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15. If you guys go to BuiltBar.com right now, use that promo code. Once again, LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off on your first purchase. What are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Try all of their amazing Built Bars. Get the variety pack. Use that promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off at your next purchase at BuiltBar.com. I'm sorry. It's got a little distracted. I saw a picture of Kyle Schwarber in a press game <laughs> interview wearing a Capitals helmet in honor of the Caps. <laughs> he calls it the rally cap. That's it's a great transition because let's yeah. get to Kyle Schwarber. So we'll leave uh, we'll leave Yadiel Hernandez uh, to to another day. But Kyle Schwarber, the hero tonight, does it again. Pitch low, what was it like ninety five mile an hour fastball? He just goes down and he's he's like an ox man. He, he's got like ox strength. He's able to go and just yank that ball. He's a great pull hitter. We always know this, and he pulls that ball right right, and he just I mean he puts that thing way up in the stands. A no doubter, and, and the Nationals go on to win this game. So Jesse Doherty asked him in the interview. He goes, "Why are you wearing this helmet?" He goes, "Rally helmet, Caps, big hockey team." <laughs> I I just love the I just love he's a meathead man. Personality. He's a meathead. Yeah. He's a meathead. But, I mean, I agree. Like Josh Warber, he's I don't even know if he's hitting above the Mendoza line right now, but right. he's the clutches player on the team not named Turner or Soto so like when it really so in games that are scoreless in the ninth inning that is a spot right one of it we just don't reach there and look at this first game in extras this year when we're one and oh 
So that's something to keep in mind on. I believe we're 2-0 in games where it was scoreless or scoreless or like whatever, like close going into the ninth inning or extras because that's where his last uh, walk-off came on when it was 0-0 in the ninth. Grant, I would love to see more consistency out of him. And my question for you with him and Bell, how long before you stop counting COVID? How long would you personally stop counting COVID as an excuse? This is something that I was thinking about the other day. And, you know, it was great to see Josh Bell hit that home run. I, I like the idea of dropping him in the lineup and keeping him there. Here's a problem, though, is that you've got a guy in Ryan Zerman there who is available. But the, the problem is, is that Josh Bell is capable. We, and that's, that's the upsetting part is that you, we just saw it in spring training, right? And then we saw it in spring training, and then COVID happens, and, it, and it's I mean, it's it stripped both Schwarber and Bell of great starts, right? You know, a great um, and not great starts to the regular season, but starts their time as Washington Nationals, right? Reacclimation with a new team, and I said, you know, right when they're about to go to a new ballpark, uh, you know, their, their new home ballpark, this happens to them. So it's a good question. How long do you use the excuse of COVID? I mean. To me, you know, maybe a week more, a week and a half more, but Josh Bell needs to begin to, to produce some more than he is right now. It's um, maybe a month you probably give him, right? A month since whenever he started. Nats have only played 22 games. So I would say this, 40 games in, if we're if we get to the point where you're 40 games in um, and he's played, you know, 30 of them and it's really a problem. And also Ryan continues to be, I mean, Ryan Zerman continues to be the yeah. uh, you know thirty year old Ryan Zerman as opposed to thirty four, thirty five, thirty six. Ryan is in a sense. Yes. 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 So you know the the, the Ryan sense. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know it's 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 one of those like this is why Dave Martinez is paid a lot of money to manage this team, right? This is why it's a fun topic to you know for us to debate about, but it's it's. That's that's the decision he's got to make. Is when do you pull? And, and once again, it's these are good problems. Well, the good problem to have is the is the Yadiel Hernandez problem. Yeah. A good problem to have at first base is the fact that you got somebody behind, like last year, right? Eric Thames was the only guy to play. They, they didn't they didn't have any other options to play at first base, you know, for a majority of the season. So what, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. They've got Ryan Zimmerman available there, and um, it's nice safety net, but they really want Josh Bell to be to be a guy. So going back to Schwarber really fast, you know, it's great he's shown up in these moments, and this is why you kind of give him a pass. I mean, a little bit of a pass on the fact he's hitting 206. I mean, he's single-handedly won two games. And I know you say single-handedly, but like he is the he is he was the offensive output. And this was something you and I had talked about at length too, was the lack of individual pop they had last year in those moments where you need a dinger, you just got to have one. Like, don't worry about it, guys. Bottom ninth, nobody's scoring, right? Zero-zero game, home run against the uh, against Diamondbacks. You know, bo- yeah. uh, bottom of 10th here, you know, we're down a run. Guys, don't, hey, don't worry about the one run being down. The game's over now, one swing of that. I, I texted my buddy tonight the second of the game, and then I was like, Kyle Schwarber called game. Because he literally did. Like, he comes yeah. up to play. It's funny. I go, I was literally thinking to myself, I go, all right, Schwarber, we don't need heroics. I just need a base hit. And the dude just was like, nah, I'm launching this ball to the moon. And I was like, right. all right, dude, you got it. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And it only went 454 feet this time. So I think he's losing it a little bit. <laughs> the last one went over 460. Right. But yeah, but I agree with you. It. it. I don't even need the dude to hit like fully consistently. If you're giving me with the power he provides, if you can hit 230, 240, I'll mm-hmm. take it because you know he's still going to have the 30 plus homer potential, which is what you need. Bell is a guy I want to see hit more consistently. And everyone's been saying this every single game. He looks super close. Like tonight, he had a few at bats where he just like made really bad contact and ground out. But sometimes the dude's just crushing the ball like super high exit velocity, right. super high launch angle, all this fun stuff, but like right at people or to the warning track where he's getting robbed. And you can't, it sucks because I feel like every single game, like he's right there, he's right there, but he hasn't done it yet. So like that's getting a little worrisome. But his contact that he's making is very reassuring. Just we got to see if he can get it just like that one extra inch in the right direction. Just get it to fall a little bit. But for tonight, we'll take it because that's right. two straight, three straight, two straight wins. Uh, it would be back-to-back wins um, for them yeah. you know, at this point in time. And, you know, you, you'll, you'll take it against mm-hmm. the team. Look, and this is the, the kind of the point moving forward here is they've got an opportunity to win these next two games because yeah. the Marlins team is banged up. 100%, and the Nationals now are a 10-12 and 12 ball club. Um, they're going to have – Max Scherzer going this weekend. Hopefully, Patrick Corbin can get back on the horse tomorrow, right? I mean, it's kind of the hope. Dude, I, so even though they're banged up, I don't know if it's going to be sweep, and here's why. Entering today's game, four of the five teams in the NL East had a negative run differential. The team that didn't, the Marlins, Marlins. plus 12. So, yeah, even though they're banged up, they still have guys that can mash. And the guy that's scaring the most tonight, we did a very good job of containing or just walking him, and that's Jesus Aguilar. That dude has been on a tear right now. Garrett Cooper, who had that RBI single. Corey Dickerson, I don't know if he played tonight. I can't remember, but he's been killing it lately. So they still got guys that can mash. But luckily, our bullpen or starting position was able to contain him. But then again, when Corbin pitches like one wrong pitch, Hayes Aguilar is going to launch that thing into orbit. So, and I, I'm, even though we won tonight and we were able to contain that offense and even though they're banged up, they could still pull out the runs. Entering tonight, they had a plus 12 run differential. So now it's plus 11, but still they're the only team that's positive. Unless the Phillies who were really close, unless they won tonight, they're the only team that still has a positive run differential. So that's something you have to keep in mind going into tomorrow. Yeah, and Max, I just I have to throw this out there. If the Phillies lose tomorrow, if the Mets beat the Phillies tomorrow, and the Nationals beat the Marlins, they're I, I, uh, it also required I think a Braves. Let's see, hold on. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, actually, uh, so on the Braves, the Braves are losing tonight. So the Braves are down thirteen to five against 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 Toronto uh, late in the game. So at this point in time, scores hold. A Nets win, a Phillies loss. The Washington Nationals are tied first place in the division. So the Phillies won tonight two to one. Yep, so Phillies win. So they're they're first place at five hundred. Yeah. The Nationals are ten and twelve, so two games under. A Phillies loss to the Mets would would put the Nationals in a I believe at that point would be a three way tie at the top of the National East if the Mets were to beat the Phillies tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say what you want about how bad the start is and how bad the division's been so far, but one game out of first place, right? <laughs> He's have Everyone on Twitter, all the Nats fans have been complaining of all season, but like they keep disregarding the fact that since the team, everyone returned from COVID. Uh, so the, the first game after the Dodgers, 
We have a winning record. Right. And that's, that's with yeah. Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg falling apart. That's with Strasburg going to IL. That's with the offense being Bell and Schwarber being awful. Yeah, that's three, yeah, it's with Juan Soto Bell's going down. Yeah. And no Soto. I think we have a winning record without Soto, too. So, like, everything right. has gone wrong. And the bullpen has single. Lost Water Swear out. They, lo- they yeah. also lost Luis Avilon, too. I won't say single handedly, but the bullpen is like what I would say a good 85% of the reason that they're treading water. The bullpen. Quality starts from Joe Ross, oh, Eric Fetty, guys, the guys like that. that. You expected the quality starts. Right, the up, guys right? that you expected. The boys you the boys you expected. Um, all right, Max, this was fun. Where can people find you and your work? As always, uh, check us out at Dish It On Deck and follow me on Twitter at MaxRain1. Once again, dude, thanks for having me back. Always, man. It's always a pleasure. All right, that will do it for tonight's show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JoshNeighbors underscore. You can follow the show at LO underscore nationals. And guys, right now, once again, shows are not showing up on iTunes sometimes. So go check Spotify and Stitcher. I don't know why they're not all posting. Um, it's an issue with Apple. The uh, locked on is really, has been approaching Apple right now, trying to figure it out. So if they don't show up on Apple, check Spotify and check Stitcher because I've heard Spotify is having some issues too. Once again, nothing I can do on my end. Uh, I just try to check to make sure. And once again, you guys can DM me as well at Josh Neighbors underscore and let me know if you guys are not seeing the episodes and I can point you guys in the right direction to find them. All right, you all know the deal. Until next time, stay safe.